Hey, good morning, everybody. What an exciting time to be alive, huh? I'm talking about the festival. (laughs) Not the crazy world we're living in. That's a pretty exciting time to be alive, too, though. Uh, One announcement I want to make for... uh, for Susan's mom, uh, the calling hours are Tuesday evening from at Woodlawn in Cranston, and the uh, service is at St. Mark's on Wednesday morning. Eight o'clock? Ten. Ten o'clock. Okay. So let's open our Bibles. First John chapter one. First John chapter one. We started talking last week about theology, and it's, a, you know, it's an important subject in the study of God, and what, you know, the more we know about this God that we have fellowship with, and, and John said, our fellowship is with God. And, you know, we, we, we just scratched the surface, really, about this eternal God, that He's infinite, that He is sovereign, He's a creator, He's om, you know, all the omni words omnipresent, omnipotent, what else? Omniscient. The fact that he is just, that he is true, that he's faithful, that he's good. We sang about a lot of these things today, I noticed. That he is kind, that he is love, and that he's holy. And that's really what we focused in on last week, that God is holy, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness whatsoever. The fact that he is pure, that he is perfect, that he is holy. As they're going to sing in in, uh, heaven, we see in the book of Revelation, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. For, For eternity, we're going to be singing about the holiness of God. And that's the God that we, you and I, have this fellowship, this relationship, this communion with Jesus, the light of the world. What I, what I want to ask you a question today is, what do you say about this phrase, say one thing and do another? What do you call it? It's hypocrisy, right? It's up there. You can read. Most of you. Say one thing and do another. You know, this word hypocrisy, uh, the, at the root of it is, is putting on a mask. So it's like you're putting on this mask, pretending to be something that you're not. And, and that's what uh, John is going to talk about. In fact, he talks about it a lot in his epistle here, 1 John. But the truth of the matter is that actions speak louder than words. We know this stuff, but, but even in the spiritual realm, in our, in our lives of following Christ, that you know we need to be true. God is true. We need to be following after him, and it has to be real, it has to be open, and it has to be honest. Not saying one thing and doing another. Let's look at verses 6 and 7. We're going to look at those verses today. In verse 6 it says, If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim, look at chapter 2 and verse 4, he says the same kind of thing. The man who says, 
I know him, speaking about God, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And then in chapter 4, he, he says a, a very similar thing again in chapter 4, in verse 20. He says this, If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. So three verses there he says, you know, that we can say these things, but not really follow through. There's nothing to back it up. We can say it. We can say it. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness, if we say that we know him, but don't do what he commands. If we say, I love God, yet we're hating the people around us that we can see. Again, there's no sense. There's really no sense in putting on a show. Why, why is that? Because God sees right through it, right? And most of the time, we can, looking you know, at each other, we can sense it too. Like that, that's not even real. That's not even true. See, part of being in the light, when the light shines, it makes things visible, right? And so the, the, to be in the light is to be, you know, honest and real and true. He says there in verse, back in chapter 1, verse 6, he says, if we claim, and, and the, the word means to speak, to say words. We can put a lot of words out saying, I, I have, you know, I have this fellowship with God. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with him. You know, we have this incredible relationship. It's really going strong. You ask somebody, how's it going? Oh, great. I praise God. I'm just like on fire. I just have this incredible thing happening. Now, most of us don't talk like that, but some, some do. But, but we'll say something like, yeah, it's going great, or whatever. When it's really not. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, we, yeah, I, I have a relationship with God, and I, I'm walking with Him. I have this living, as, as we defined it, this communion, this living, breathing, loving relationship with Him. We claim I've got that, but yet... We're walking in the darkness. He says that it's a lie. If we claim to have this fellowship, relationship, communion with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie. That's a kind of a strong word, isn't it? Lie. You know, when you, when you say to somebody, you're a liar, that, that, they kinda, you get their attention quickly, don't you? It's a strong word. But he's saying that, John's saying that about us. If we claim, say one thing and do another, it's just a lie. You're lying, he says. He says, yet, if we're walking in the darkness, and, and it's not just means, you know, walking with our feet, though that's part of it. This word walk means what? It means our life. It means living. It means how we conduct our lives. To walk around in and... and and the verb there is in this present active tense, which means ongoing right now. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet right now we're walking in darkness. Not, you know, what it was like when you first became a believer, or what it was like ten years ago, five years ago, five minutes ago, whatever. Right now, how are we living? Are we 
walking in darkness or are we walking, living in light? He says, we, we saw part of it there in 1 John 2. He, he says, if we hate, we're walking in darkness. Romans chapter 13, uh, he describes the deeds of darkness or things that we do. And he, and he gives a short list here. Impurity, immorality, drunkenness, dissension, jealousy. These kinds of things. We're, we're walking in those kinds of things, and yet we're saying, I've got this you know, incredible relationship with God, or even just I have a relationship with God, and, and we're involved in some of these things. He says, it's a lie. It doesn't really add up, does it? Because, again, we get back to what John said. He said, we have this fellowship with a God who is light, that he is holy and pure, and yet there's no darkness in him, and yet we're saying we have a relationship, we're walking with him, and yet we're, our lives are in, in, in a way different sphere. We talked, we went back into the Old Testament last week, and I think, again, I want to encourage you to read there. Uh, you know, what happens is people start in Genesis and they, they, you know, they read Genesis and that's, you can really kind of get into that and follow that. And then you start in Exodus and that's really starts off pretty good too. And then it starts to get kind of hard. And then you say, oh, I can't read the Old Testament anymore. How many of you had that experience? Be honest. <laughs> it's just reality, right? And you, you either have to push through or, dare I say, skip over. You can. I'm going to give you permission to do that because it, if you just stop, what good is that going to be? Well, it, there are parts that maybe you're, you're not ready for. Well, well go, go over those. Get to the parts that you can understand. You can come back to that part later. It's always going to be there. But anyways, one of the books we have a lot of trouble with is the book of Le Leviticus, right? Because why? It's, it's spelling out in detail the, the, the nature of the law, right? And, and all these things, when we start reading all that, we're going, wow, it's like, that's so heavy, that's so hard, that's like... But, but in the middle of all that, we see, and the reason that the law is spelled out, spelled out in such details is we see the character, the nature of who God is. And what, is, what does it say in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, God says, I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. And he says this, therefore, what? Be holy because I am holy. Be holy because I am holy. You see, and, and that's repeated uh, many, many other times. And see, for us to follow and to have fellowship with this God who is holy, he, he, it should affect us. We're living, you know, completely unholy lives, and yet we're telling people, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I have a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, I'm following God, and, and, and yet it, it, our lives don't have any connection to that. There's, there's a problem there. People can see that, and certainly God can see that, and that's why he says here in, in 1 John, it's just a lie. The people in Corinth, you know, uh, they had a lot of issues there, right? 
You read the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. They had a lot of issues, a lot of problems in, in a lot of different levels in a lot of areas. And, and, but he starts off in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and, and Paul says to the church of God in Corinth, he said, to those sanctified or set apart in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. We're called to be holy. Now, we, we don't necessarily like to hear this because what does that mean? They're going to call me Holy Joe at work, right? Well, what's so bad about that? Is, that? is that a bad thing? That's actually a good thing if they would see something in your life that's different, something in my life that is actually different. Why? Because, because I have this relationship with God. And it's actually changing me. That doesn't mean that we're going to live perfect lives. We'll get to that in a minute here in, in verse 7. But, but there's something going on. God calls us to be holy because He's holy. We have this communion with God, this fellowship with Him. There's no darkness in Him at all. And so for you and I, we're called to be holy, set apart. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about it as well. He says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. And what? To be holy. And look what he says there. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. If we're living out in the darkness, and this gets back to our relationship with him, if we're living and walking in darkness and we wonder why we're not seeing God working in our lives and in our hearts, it's obvious. We're in the wrong place. We're living the wrong way. What did Jesus say about this in, uh, in, the, in the Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes? Blessed are the pure in heart. Why? Because they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. If our, li if our lives and our hearts are, fu are full of darkness and, and impurity and, and, you know, anger and hatred and not just immorality, that, that, that's a, a big thing in our society that's kind of accepted uh, but, but it goes much deeper than that, isn't it? A real true walk with God will change us. It will change us. It has to. And when we fall into some of those things, the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is there to draw us back. Peter repeats these, these words from Leviticus. He says in 1 Peter chapter 1, just as he who, is, who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So this is not just an Old Testament Leviticus law. This is found in the New Testament for, for us too. If, you know, people see it. And when they see it, he says, oh, he, he's got a good talk. He says a lot of words out of his mouth. But yet different things are happening. They're going to say it's, a, it's hypocrisy. The guy's a hypocrite. That, that girl, she, you know, she wears this big cross around her neck, you know, and yet, you know, she's out there, you know, getting high and going to the bar and, and sleeping with so-and-so and, and, and all these things are going on. And she, all she talks about is gossip and, and she just hates everybody and she's angry all the time. Oh, but she's got a big cross on her neck. Does that... 
Does that add up? It doesn't add up. You know, I kind of like country music, kind of. But it seems like, and this is probably true of all kinds of music, so don't misunderstand me, but, but you know, a lot of country stars, they have the, these Christian songs, and then they have these other songs, well, I was out at the bar getting drunk all night, and then, you know, but yet this other song, you know, blessed assurance, you know, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't. If that's the kind of message you and I are sending, we need to get on our faces before God and say, we gotta, I got to get right. I got to get my heart pure before you. It affects our relationship. We're not going to see God. So it's not just talk, right? It's, it's got to be our actions. And, and he says there, you know, that, that if, we, if we're like that, if we claim that, it's just a lie. Interesting, I looked up the, the word for lie there. And you know where I looked that up. Okay, just checking. And guess what the word is? Pseudomai. You know where we get our word pseudo? It's like fake. We lie. We're saying something that's not true. It's false. One commentator said, if people think they can sin as they please and, and still have fellowship with God, they're mistaken. It's, it's a lie, really. And I was thinking about this lie, you know, we're lying to others, but I think most importantly, we're lying to who? To ourselves. That I can just go out and do whatever I want, and then, you know, there's no problem here. No, it's a lie. And lies, uh, if you think about this for a second, where do, where does, where do lies come from? The father of lies, who is the, you know, the prince of darkness. A lie, a lie is, is about as dark as we can be in the dark. So, these are pretty strong words. I thought John was the, the God, you know, he's the apostle of love. Like, why are you coming down on us? Because we need it. We need it. We need to be challenged. He says we lie and we do not live by the truth. It's a life. It's, it's how we live. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, what fellowship can light have with darkness? How can you mix these two up? And then he goes on to say that you and I are a temple of the living God. This holy God is living in us. There are kind of two ways that people look. Uh, I'll just point this out. Two ways that people look at, at this concept that John's talking about here. Number one is this, that, that, that he's talking to people that are saved. They truly are saved. They're born again. They truly have been, you know, cleansed by the blood of Jesus, but they're not walking in fellowship with him. Sometimes we call that backslidden. You are truly a born again believer, but yet you're living in this darkness in the world and, and your fellowship with God is affected by that. We can't think that, you know, we can do whatever we want and affect that we're, we're just going to pick it right back up and have this fellowship with God. It, it affects our fellowship, our communion with God. How we live does. 
The other one is, is that we're not saved at all, and yet we're claiming that we are. But our lives show something completely different, right? You see the kind of two possibilities here? But verse 7, what does he say? On the other hand, he says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, that is God, if we're walking in the light as he is in the light, we have this fellowship with one another. And the context not there is, is us amongst ourselves, but us with him, with God, the God who is light. If we walk in the light, live in that light, and, and seek to follow him as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, with him. Him and us, it's, it's going well. And, and, and uh, Pastor Chuck said, you cannot have fellowship with God while walking in sin, walking in darkness. But walking in the light is to live an open life. He's holy. We have fellowship with him. We're walking in the light. We're walking in the light of his holiness and the, and the light of who he is and in true openness and honesty. Now, as I said before, it's, this, isn't, this isn't what we're call, what some people call sinless perfection, where you're going to get to a place, you're going to get so spiritual that you never sin again. People actually teach that. That's a lie. And we're going to see that here in the following verses in 1 John. But he says, if we walk in the light, in the light of his holiness and honesty and openness and purity, uh, there, will, there will be this sense of acknowledging and confessing our sins, not trying to hide them, not pretending to be something that we're not. And he goes on to say, and as we do that, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us, this ongoing Purify. Again, this is also in the present active tense. That is an ongoing purifying us from all sin. Purifies us and, 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 and helps that fellowship that we have with God to continue. If you remember in John chapter 13, uh, Jesus did something for his disciples there. What did he do in John 13? He washed their feet, right? And, and he says, he said to them, you know, uh, you're all clean, except one of you who wasn't saved, who wasn't truly a follower of Jesus. You are clean, but he says, we still need to wash your feet. And, and that's true with us as well. So there's this ongoing cleansing that needs to take place. Yeah, we've been saved and, 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 and set apart by, by our faith in Jesus Christ. But there's this ongoing confession, this ongoing, we're going to see it in verse 9, this ongoing confession that needs to take place because, because we're walking in a dirty world and our feet get dirty, right? We've got, we got, we got to keep things, as they say, up to date, you know, keep our accounts short, when we, when, we, when we don't, that's when we, we get hardened and we, you know, we have a lot of trouble and we, and we wonder why we're, we're not having any fellowship. We're not sensing the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're not hearing from Him anymore. We've, we've certainly closed our Bibles up and, and we're, you know, we, we don't spend any time at all with the Word of God. I want you to turn with me... Uh, uh, 
from 1 John and to the book of Ephesians because Paul talks about this. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to read some verses there and, and kind of wrap this uh, up. I was listening to somebody, uh, I can't remember who it was, they're saying, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. And they said it like six or seven times. Like, we're, and so we're going to wrap this up now, and he goes on again. Now, now we're going to wrap this up. Okay. That thing was wrapped in about six coats of, you know, wrapping paper. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. And, and again, the picture is so clear. The picture is so very, very clear. The picture of light and darkness. Look at it says here. It says, for you were once darkness. We, we were actually darkness ourselves personified. But now you are light in the Lord. You are light. We, we've been transformed by the light of God. And it, it said God is light. And then we have fellowship with him. And we, we become born again. And, and we become light in the Lord, not in ourselves. But look what he says here. Live as children of light. Live that way. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. What a powerful statement that is. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And he goes on and talks some more about some of that. You can read that later. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Now, Paul makes it so very clear. If you are light in the Lord, you belong to the Lord, live that way. Live that way. Don't just talk about it. Now, you know, there are a lot of passages that talk about, you know, how it is that we should live. And, and I don't believe that, you know, uh, we need to have a list of do's and don'ts. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit living within us that will help us, will show us. When we, when we, you know, put lists of, you know, do's and don'ts on the wall, that we, get, we start to get what they call legalistic, right? But we have the Holy Spirit living within us, and, and He will show us. He will show you. Last scripture, and I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> And, and in closing, and I remember one guy said, and, my, and so for my first closing, and then you get to second and third and whatever, I can't close too early, by the way, because the, the Sunday school people, they yell at me. And I don't like people yelling at me, just so you know. If you yell at me, I don't like it. This is one of my favorite verses in the Proverbs, though. Uh, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Now, he, he talks about the righteous and, and the wicked, and, and not because we're self-righteous, but we've been made righteous, and that's what justification is, to be made righteous. But notice that it's this path 
that gets brighter and brighter and brighter. How many have you ever got up early enough to actually see a sunrise? <laughs> We'd love to do that. If you can do it over water, it is so beautiful. And, and, and you know, we, we do this sometimes where if we go to Florida, we go down to the beach and we, we get out there while it's still dark. And we wait and we walk and we wait till the sun starts to come and we, we try to find well, where is it gonna, exactly going to be. And then we see it and it's just this tiny little bright spot and then it gets brighter and brighter. And before long, right, you can't even look at it anymore because it is so bright. Well, that's what he's saying here. It's, it's like the first gleam of dawn and then it shines brighter and brighter till the full light of day. And that's the path that you and I, and I, and I are on. It should be getting brighter. Our light should be, should be getting brighter, not darker. If we're following after the Lord, our, our light should be growing and, and becoming closer and closer to Him. And because we become closer and closer to Him, it will get brighter and brighter. It's really not a hard message, is it? It's pretty simple. Putting it into practice is the is the thing, right? And that's the difference between just talking and actually doing. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are holy, that you are the God who is light, and in you there is no darkness at all. But God, we are we're still living in these bodies, these, uh, as Paul said, uh, in my flesh dwells no good thing. And we struggle and we have a hard time. God, help us. Help us to live for you, to live as children of light, to live as, as who you have made us to be, to live as children of light in the Lord. This path that is getting brighter and brighter and brighter as we get closer and closer to you. Help us, Lord, I pray. I pray you deliver us from the things. Maybe some are in bondage or in some kind of uh, trap. And as Hebrews talks about the snares of sin. Deliver us, Lord, that we could uh, walk with you and, and live as children of light. In a very dark world, it's very dark. It's getting darker, it seems, by the day. It's getting so dark, and, and the lies and, the, and the, the wickedness that is just prevailing, it seems. Father, help us to, to not compromise, but to speak the truth in love, and as we just read, actually expose the darkness with the light, the light and truth of who you are and of your word. Father, I pray this morning, as always, for any maybe that have, have never received Jesus Christ. Maybe that's you. Maybe your heart's full of darkness, but, but you can bring the light of the world into your life by simply asking him in and say, Jesus, please. So dark. My heart is so dark. Please come in and, and bring the light I give up. I surrender. Get, 
come in and shine your light in my heart and save me, rescue me, forgive me, and cleanse me from all sin. I need you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this festival of hope that's coming up, and, and I also want to add my prayers to that, Lord, that you would be honored and glorified here, but your light would shine so brightly. People driving by and would, would say, wow, what's going on there? It's so bright. Even at our concert on, on the Friday night, that the light of the world would shine brightly here drawing men and women and children to a, a relationship with the God of heaven. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to, to you. May God bless you this week and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, let's stand and sing together, shall we?